I owe you an apology. I, I, I sincerely do. What happened? I did not realize how contemptful I sounded when I was talking about that. Hearing it back kind of makes you yeah, wonder. Yeah, I'm like, you know, that that was when I did my. Here we go again. That was that was legitimately listen, rude. Listen, he does not. Trav does not come aggressive. And there's certain subjects. I, I, I'm not going to try to ever ever pretend I'm in the game world because I'm not. When it comes or in the food world, sure. When it comes to the food, I'm gonna leave that to you, and I'm just gonna kind of I'll keep it down over here on this end. You get legitimately angry, well, angry. There, there, there are some things where we can have a variety of opinions, right? Yes. Like you like a four three, I like a three four. I think that Mookie should bat lead off. You want him in the three hole. We can discuss these things. There's a right way and a wrong way to order. You pick pizza. Out. You pick pizza. Yeah. Late night, I pick Mexican. That's food. fine. I'm okay. I'm okay with your decision in there. I don't agree with it, but I'm okay with it. I'm amateur hour on the in and out. <laughs> but I'm when just, it comes it, to it the in and out, and yeah, you're just yeah, firing these, you're launching these foul balls into the crowd. I'm just okay. Is it peppers like or chilies? Is it peppers? Peppers or chilies? It's, it's chilies. Of course, it's, they're chilies. See, you're you're asking questions like, did um, Jackie Robinson play for the Dodgers or the Celtics? Like, they're, they're, look it's, it up. It's Look not it. a, it's not two things. Jackie that, Robinson that, Celtics. <laughs> It's it's he played for the Dodgers. That's your example. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's that's, that, good. That, that's where it is. All right, Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, do they do tacos? There? Right. <laughs> they uh, you think Dave is super aggressive today? Do, do you think he goes into the game today and manages Game One like he managed the Wild Card game? Because I, he was making moves left and yeah. right. And and, and I, let's go back to this. We we talked about this a minute ago. Everything he did worked. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean everything he did was right. That's a good question. Right? Because when we were talking about the game on Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. we were talking about, hey, if Max Scherzer struggles, ding, 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 he did. Go to Julio. Go to Julio. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. And he went to Joe Kelly. And then he went to Gratterall. And then he went to Trinan. And did anybody think that Corey Knable was coming into this game before Julio Arias? And yet, there he was. And it worked out, but it but was kind of seat of the pants kind of stuff. I thought I heard before the game, didn't he say something that he wouldn't go to Julio before the 8th? He did. You're absolutely right. But he wouldn't why? go to Julio before the 8th. Take me through, because here's 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 the thing. Here's the thing. I, I, I like that he had a plan. I just The plan doesn't make any sense to me. Because basically what you're saying in this scenario, if I'm not going to pitch him until the 8th, you're playing for extra innings. Do you? Let, let's say that the moment comes where the game could be decided in the fifth inning. That Joe Kelly at No, bat, that was the game. It, that could have been the game right why there. Why are you going to something that isn't your best guy? Julio's your best guy in that situation. Why are we doing that? Because, well, I've already made a decision he's not pitching to the eighth inning. It doesn't make any sense to me. I see, you know, you can have a plan, but the you know the plan is a plan. Okay, is the, the plan, actuality is, of it is, is different. Is the plan this? Berg, is he thinking in his head, no, this is how... We've done it. And I'm not saying you got to change it because it's a one-game situation, so obviously everything else is off the table. It's not like this is the first time Joe Kelly's been in that situation this year. It's the first time Gratterall's been in. He, in a sense, went with all his guys that he's regularly pitched in those predicaments, those situations. And in that eighth inning, if he's saying, well, I'll go to Julio, who, by the way, was warming up in the ninth. If, if, uh, if this game goes to extra innings, I'm assuming Julio's coming out of the pen. That that, yes, that was the plan. Maybe that's the reason why. The reason was he felt good with all those guys in those predicaments, comfortable in that situation. What I don't think he had in mind, and if he did, I would think I would agree with you that this would be the wrong way to look at it. Well, if I don't have to use Julio, 
I'm going to wait, thinking about the Giants series. Now, I don't think he would think that unless that's the way it played out, and it obviously worked to his Such advantage. Such a dangerous game to play because you said something that I want to double back on. This is the way he regularly does it. It is. It's not a regular situation. <laughs> this is not the, a one-game Neither playoff. Neither is pulling Scherzer no, out in that predicament. But no, no, yeah, sure it is. That I, I understand. Maybe you give him another inning or another batter because you got some run. As in, I felt like he made adjustments, too. I, I, I do. Did. I think in that regard, he did make a little bit of an adjustment. But this is why I think tonight is really interesting because you, you do have some runway that you didn't have on yep. Wednesday. But you don't have a season's worth of runway. Mm-hmm. You don't have a week's worth of runway. You have – because, look, this isn't even a best of seven. If you lose tonight, you really, really need to win tomorrow. So I'm going to do the Mike's social philosophy, and I always go back to this when he was managing the Angels, and, and there was a lot of things he did that I didn't love, but this always sticks with me. I'm going to win tonight. I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. We can. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Let's use this as an example. Let's say Trinan is not pitching well. Okay, You go in the eighth inning, he gets in trouble, and you go to Jansen to get out of the eighth. Okay, we're going to run Kenley Jansen back out there. Let's say the game's still tied and he's feeling pretty good. His pitch count's low. He's thrown 21 pitches through an inning and change. You run him back out there again, or you're saying, look, I may need him. I don't know if I need him tomorrow because maybe the Dodgers score 12 runs and it's a blowout. Maybe your pitching staff gives up 12 runs. It's, I don't know what's coming tomorrow. I'm doing everything I can to win that game tonight. See, the only reason I think it might be just a little bit different with Kenley and Urias. I think it'll be different, too. Yeah, because Kenley, Kenley, you go, you push him out, and you guys, one game, you, you keep pushing him out. That's exactly what you do. But with Orius, if you hold him, the way that they held him, which I really liked, is because you are worrying about playing him on Saturday against the Giants. That's a terrible okay, plan. But, but, but if you have to go to him in the in the extra innings, you can pitch him for two, three, four I, innings, and now you have him for that entire I, time. I totally get that. But the part that we're skipping over is what if Kelly got rocked and your best pitcher isn't in the – he never came in the game. And, and this and this comes back to what you said earlier. He made every call – every call worked. Yeah. It wasn't a matter of every call was the right call. It's his dudes in those situations and that predicament all came through for yep. him, including Bellinger at center, including Beatty. Chris Taylor, including Beatty. Every Beatty. move worked. By, by the way, when when I when I do mention that, I do think tonight is going to be a different scenario. It will be – you're not playing, like you mentioned, Greg, you're not playing for your season tonight. So you are keeping in mind tomorrow, and you are keeping in mind the bigger picture of it. And I, I say that does change slightly – um, but he'll still, you know, obviously manage the game. There'll be some similarities, but it will also be different. Put it to you this way. I think the only guy that absolutely positively is not used tonight Julio. is Julio. He's mm-hmm. the only one. Everything else is in play. But that's okay. That's I, that, I agree. That, that's, I agree. But that sounds like a game one of a of a Yes, it does. You know what I mean? But if you get into a situation where because look, let's let's really project out game four. Okay, mm-hmm. who pitches Game Four is going to depend on if the Dodgers are up to one or down to one. If you're down to one, you're not pitching Tony Gonsolin in that game. You're you're going to pitch probably Walker Bueller again. Or, on how many days rest? It would three. be three. It's short rest, and nobody's saying he's got to pitch eight innings. But let's this. Okay, now I'm going way back. This is this is where. <laughs> Let's go back to the World Series in 2017 against the Astros, right? Where you Darvish started the game and got tagged. He was bad. What happened next? Kershaw came in. Thank you. How did he do? He pitched great. He for like pitched five great. Innings. What the hell are we doing with not pitching Clayton Kershaw to start the game? 
I, I, I don't understand. So is this coming back to why Julio didn't pitch no, on Wednesday? No, what, no, what The point I'm trying to make here is fire your best bullets first. Don't play for something that may never happen. Because what they were thinking was, let's get you Darvish through a few innings, then we'll get to Clayton Kurtz. You never got to the point of the game where you had. The game was over before you went to your best guys. But, so you, know, you would have played Urias, sorry. You would have played Urias in the fifth inning then. I, and I, with four and a third, you would have yes. put Urias in there for a couple innings. Yes. Because I'll tell you what, tonight, if Walker Buehler's in that exact same position where it's 1-1 and it's four and a third inning, he's thrown 94 pitches, mm-hmm. They're going to let him go to the next batter. I agree because it's not a one and done. This that scenario tonight isn't the same move as that scenario on Wednesday. I'm talking about that this idea that Dave aced it and he did everything worked, but it aced, he aced it because style. it worked. Right, well said. Yes. Right, like it, it aced it because it all worked. And I, I, I think when you're trying to make the you're trying to make the argument about going back to Wednesday that you don't like what he did. Because Julio never got used. He was going to bring Julio in potentially in the 10th inning. I know what would have happened on Thursday if the Cardinals scored one run. That dude that they had on second with mm-hmm. Kenley. Comes and in. Kenley doesn't strike. Yeah, he hits a bloop single or something along those lines. And the Dodgers lose that game 2-1. You would have said, well, how the hell did you not use Julio at any point in that game? I know that scenario was different because you had the right guy there. You're right. But... The point you're making is, why am I saving my rounds? Uh, exactly. I want to... Now, today's slightly different than Wednesday. It's because, big time. Because I think it's big time different. I think it's slightly different. It's not big time different. This is a short series. you got to win three times. You don't have to win 15 times. you got to win three. It's big time different it's only short. in the sense that your other ace you're not going to use. You won't even think about I, using. I get it. What I'm saying is, we're not talking about using Julio today. We're talking about using whatever your next best option is. He's got to go. If you think, and I think he will. I, I, I think he probably will. Well, but why wouldn't he? What would be the reasoning? Why now? wouldn't you pitch Julio Arias in that spot? This is what I mean. And I'm not saying Julio's the guy tonight. I'm saying that he didn't do it before. It worked. But why go to that spot? Why Joe Kelly is ice cold or screaming hot? There's no middle for Joe Kelly when he's on. And thank goodness he was. He goes right through it. But we've seen it before. There are times he can't find the strike zone. Mm-hmm. That's not a, that's not going to happen with Orioles. He's going to find the strike zone. He throws strikes. And well, this Dave, is why Dave's all these gonna decisions going to make his matter. money uh, these next couple of days because he's going to be in how many different positions where you will be questioning what he's supposed to be doing, or a Dodger fan will be questioning, or Berg will say, "Well, why this guy over that guy?" All, all that's going to come up. How aggressive you want to get in Game One of a five game series? Eight seven 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 ten ESPN eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. You know what fixes all of this, Al? Go out and score eight runs. Yeah. <laughs> go go out and just tag the ball all over the ballpark. That takes care of all these pitching questions. All right, by the way, I know I already mentioned it as well. When we come back, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this Jay Crowder video. Oh, yeah. Because Lakers play a preseason game against the Phoenix Suns. Um, and Michael even said, the moment I brought up Jay Crowder in uh, uh, going into the preseason game number two, he had some interesting comments about that, so we'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeve Show, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. 
Shopify.com slash network. Busy afternoon here. Busy weekend. Everything. Starting today. Okay, so I originally somebody tagged me on this. I didn't pay much attention to it. Lakers play the Suns a couple days ago. Michael and I are doing the pregame show. And right before pregames, right before the game's about to start, you know, we're still kind of trying to determine who's going to play, who's not going to play. And I say, Chris Paul and Jay Crowder are going to play for the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Michael, right out the gate's like, do you remember last season, last game of the year, Suns eliminate the Lakers? And I'm, I'm trying to think about it. I'm like, where's he going with this? Because you remember when Jay Crowder, who got kicked out of the game towards the end, and was really kind of, in a sense, mocking LeBron. I, I think he was doing, uh, was he doing the salsa move? I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Something I along those vaguely lines. Remember okay, this. vaguely remember it too. Yeah. But long story short, he's running his mouth. They just eliminated yeah. the Lakers, sure. did it in game six. I think Devin Booker was doing it as well once they knew that they beat the Lakers. So Michael and I talking about the pre, and I'm like, you know, Michael, that's a good point. You know what? I actually think this matchup this year against the Suns, this isn't a rivalry. But there's a good storyline behind this. The Suns beat the Lakers. Lakers can say, well, we didn't have Anthony Davis. Bring those guys. You're going to have some good regular season matchups against them. So I, I send you this thing on Twitter. Jay Crowder in the middle of that game looked like he either tried to trip Anthony Davis or maybe tried to step. He's kind of trailing the play. Anthony Davis paying no attention to Jay Crowder and gives him a little shove as well. I looked at it a couple times. I'm like, impossible this dude would be trying to have some type of a dirty play in the middle of a preseason game against Anthony Davis, of all people. What did you think of it? You know, it's funny. I I had forgotten all of the precursor, right, the stuff that had happened last year. When when I saw the video, just for people that haven't seen it, the the Suns have the ball, and they're moving the the ball up the floor. I want to say they're up 20. Yeah. And it's not a full speed. It's not a fast break. They're not pushing the ball. They're just walking the ball up the court to set up their offense. Anthony Davis is running back to get on defense, but it's not a sprint. He's just, you know, he's running back to get on defense and start the next possession. Crowder's trailing him. And Anthony Davis isn't running in a straight line to get to the spot. He's just moving from one side of the court to the other. But Crowder's oddly, like, following him directly behind him and I don't understand any strategic advantage to being directly behind him like that when because you know they have the ball he's not trying to defend him and like remember in fourth grade when somebody be walking down the hall and you'd step on the back play. of their shoe and you take play. it off mm-hmm. that that that's what it looked like he tried to do it looks like he tried to catch him on the back of the shoe and there was a little contact along the way. There, there was no reason for him to he be there. He changes his direction. Yeah, that's to right. Kinda, he to follows follow Anthony He's Davis. He's following him. It's not that Davis is going from A to B and Crowder's going from C to D and they intersected. He's following him on this path. You know, you know how we say this? You know how we talk about it? It's freaking preseason basketball, right? It's preseason basketball. And, and by the way... Phoenix wanted to lay the wood on the Lakers in a preseason game. That's okay. Yeah. You want to go up by 31, that's fine. And I think for the Lakers, you know, one of the things that you're going to have this entire season is you're not going to worry just about the Suns. you got other teams to worry about. More importantly, worry about your squad. Last thing you want to see is some dude doing some type of a dirty play. In my opinion, let's just say this. Let's not even call it dirty. It's unnecessary. What the hell yeah, are you doing? I, I, I'm not going to go dirty for one reason. One reason. It didn't seem like the Lakers were all that bothered by it. Mm. If it were a dirty play, somebody somewhere is, is saying, hey, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You'd be, especially considering it's Anthony Davis. You don't and think considering it's be, Jay Crowder. Yeah, right. 
You don't think they're going to be extra protective of Anthony Davis? Of sure. course they are. That it kind of went under the radar leads me to believe that the Lakers weren't. Now look, maybe they don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. they didn't see that angle or whatever it is. Maybe it's one of those things that yeah, they didn't know he was behind turned. him. He right? No he just maybe he thought they just got tangled up. But if you look at it, it doesn't look great. And like to your point about Crowder, he's he's that guy. I mean, he proved that he could be that guy, but. If the Lakers were mad, I'd be mad. They didn't seem to be mad, so I, I think unnecessary is probably the best description. And I'll say this about Jay Crowder. That's a dude you like having on your team. For sure. You hate not – when he's not on your team, you're like, what the hell is this guy, all that. So, anyways, that plays into it. Cody so, get on base a bunch of times again tonight? Or we get the other Cody? Okay, if he goes one for four – It's a good night. It's a good night. So I, I don't think you're going to – you know what I liked about Bellinger, and, and this kind of goes back to that ninth inning, and I, I said this a couple different times, and I deserve it more than anything else. We joked around about him all season long. We talked about which, which Turner's in. You know, we do his, uh, our voice uh, of him, and I was getting a lot of photos of, uh, of of Bellinger during that game, or at least at the end of the game. <laughs> Sometimes I'm okay, even if it's not a hit. I like him working a count. I like him making it difficult. I like him drawing a walk. Like that to me is – there's something about that too with Bellinger. He's not up there swinging for the fences. He's not up there where you feel like he's erratic, right? Like it's. I felt like he was under control, and that's as important than just getting a base hit for him. Because sometimes you said this. Some of the times, some of the reasons why you want him at the plate, he could potentially just catch he can run one. into one. He 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 is a run into one guy at this point. Look, I his swing didn't look all that much more compact or he was all that much more selective when it came to hitting I I really think and I'm not throwing any cold water on his night he was incredibly valuable to what they did what I don't get the hell are you doing nibbling with Cody Bellinger go right at him you know Mm. throw him strikes really attack him with hard stuff that you look at it Adam Wainwright is not a hard thrower Right by major league standards, he's kind of a soft tosser. He's about ninety miles an hour, which is really the low end of fastballs in the big leagues. He put a couple past him at night. It's like what? What are we? What are we doing here? Why are why are we nib- why are we nibbling with him? Because here here's what he's pretty good at. He's fast. He's a really good athlete. He runs the bases pretty well. Much he, more effective when he's on first than when he's sit, sitting in front yeah, of the plate. I, yeah, I, that was the part that kind of jumped out at me. Not it, because. While the Dodgers, Justin Turner is a good example. Mookie Betts is a good example. Uh, Max Muncy, I know he's not playing, is probably their best example. These guys take a ton of pitches. That if that ball's off the plate, they don't go. Right? They really that ain't Cody Bellinger's game. He's up there swinging like from his heels. So if if the Giants attack him, I'm really curious how he does. So I I think what Wainwright didn't do, he didn't attack him with that 90 mile per hour fastball for the exact thing that you're talking about. That he can just run into one. He's he's swinging with his eyes closed essentially. So if like you it. so if you what he is doing really well, like the, the two walks to your point, Alan, that was great because he was more selective. He was waiting. He wasn't swinging out of he his. You see him all over the place. All, yeah, uh, the pitches that were two feet outside of the strike zone. All of those things weren't happening. So that was that. I actually was impressed by that, and hopefully that's what happens. I don't want him swinging. Like I, I literally, it's want a weird him to deal. Just take pitches. It's a weird deal where you're talking about a guy who's an MVP five minutes ago, and you're like, dude, don't swing. You know, just leave the <laughs> bat on your shoulder. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you know, it's it's a really weird. Fast forward tomorrow morning. Who's the MVP of the game tonight? If the Dodgers win, who has to be their best? I think it's pretty easy. Well, you you're talking about batters or take Bueller. One, one Bueller's the, That's yeah, the Bueller's answer. right. It's got to be Bueller. Well, I was yeah, going to say absolutely. somebody in the lineup. Okay, you know, I, if if I'm right here and I have to look back, 
Mookie have a couple hits on Wednesday? They were yes, but neither ball was hit hard. One was that ball off the heel. The other one was a ground ball. Did, did he, Turner have a couple hits? He had the home run. Oh, you, oh you're talking no, about no, Trey. Trey Turner. Trey uh, Turner. I think he went two for four. I might be wrong. I, don't, I thought maybe he, one for four. He, he did have two hits. Play. He had the he had the double play, which is terrible. But he yep. had the swinging bunt essentially. Oh, they went right. up the left field side, right. okay. and then he had another hit later on. And this is why I bring both of those guys up. I think Seager's the guy. You know, Seager didn't hit, and I, I just feel like Seager, these type of moments, gets the San Francisco too. Giants. What's that? Had an error, too. Yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel like Turner and, and, and Betts will do things to, you know, obviously make plays. Seager was a little surprised that he didn't have a hit in that last one. I can see Seager going on. I don't know if it happens tonight, but it's going to happen at some point in this series. You know who's been really quiet for the Dodgers for the last – Will Smith? Yeah. 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 yeah he he's a clutch performer. Mm -hmm. He is a guy that every time he comes up, even though he's been cold for a while, I'm like, all right. I like it. even Chris Taylor, who'd been cold for two months, when he came up in that spot, I'm like, you know what? Okay. Mm -hmm. let, let's see what's going on. I didn't think he's going to hit a home run. Yeah. But I thought there's a chance he could get a hit. He could score Bellinger here. He's a clue. Same it's interesting Will the Smith. name Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good Justin one. Justin Turner pops it. Not a big mm -hmm. surprise at all. Corey Seager, all these other guys, but Will Smith's been really quite. He hit that home run against the Braves to keep that series alive. I mean, this is a guy that has run into a lot of big moments. Pollock can easily have one of those big hits. He's been fantastic as well. All right, Travis Lee is brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more. Driven. I'm going to throw this out here, and we can throw this out to uh, Dodger fans as well. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Bueller's been in situations like this. Bueller, you talked about how great he's been in playoff situations. You were trying to compare his numbers to what Scherzer has done in the past. Where does this game kind of rank for Walker Bueller? And I say that because I know it's still very, very early in the playoffs, but you go up 1-0 against the Giants. Don't you just grab right out the gate. You know, you're coming off that great win against St. Louis. You could, in a sense, have the Giants... Uh, backpedaling through one game of this series because you know you have Julio coming up tomorrow. So we take some calls on that. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I was a wreck going into Wednesday. Tense, nervous. You I'm not going to lie. Greg, did you scared. listen when we started that show on Wednesday? This dude was playing old Cardinal highlights, beating the Dodgers. I'm like, Trav, that's not going to help. You're not going to. That's not going to help your own mood. Why would you do that? Away. Because I was trying. I had a. I had a plan. Okay, and, oh, I want to hear way, the plan. Yeah, oh, I, I, I want to hear the plan too. It worked. The plan was when you're scared of something, you can't just not talk about it. It's not happening. You know, put your fingers in yours. La 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 la. As you walk through the graveyard, 
It's like you got to say that, that that not afraid to go. That's not what you were doing. You got to play this. That's you not go what here. you were doing. That's exactly what I like, was like. Hey doing. guys, just a reminder. Remember when the Cardinals did this, and then he'd play this highlight. Which How is that helping? We're talking about when Ozzie Smith took Tom Needenfewer deep, despite the fact that he'd hit zero home runs from the left hand side all season long. That one. It would or be the equivalent. About the Jack Clark hit the home run against Tom Needenfewer in Game Five to win the series. Which Why has it always got to be Needenfewer? Well, exactly. <laughs> Why did it always have to be needed pure? Let's go in a different direction. All right, so you look a lot better than you did I feel better. before. Well, first of all, it's not if you lose, it's over. Yeah. But it feels like despite going through this season, and look, they won 106 games. I don't want to paint this as these, some gritty little underdog. It's not that. They had some stuff. We all know the stuff. We don't even have to get into it. They had a dogfight for two months where for the better part of 60 days every pitch every call every inning every game everything matters was like this is important you gotta catch these guys yep. you gotta stay out of this they couldn't do it mm-hmm. they go into the one game playoff they fall behind their horse max scherzer not sharp yep Com- battled like crazy but not sharp they go into the bottom of the ninth inning it's 1-1 and now you're basically in a situation where somebody's gonna hit a home run who's gonna do it first chris taylor who hadn't gotten a hit in 60 days pops one it feels like just that exhalation of, you know what, we, we we had to walk that gauntlet, and we did, and we can catch our breath. I think it just really puts them in an, as good a position as you possibly can, especially considering the pitching they're going to throw in these first two Trav, games. I agree, and I think you know we, we keep kind of emphasizing this, and we'll take some calls here in just a second, but we keep emphasizing this, that it's important, it's key that they got out of that one game. They are probably taking a... a, a a deep breath. Dave Roberts, I think, is managing tonight a little bit different. Walker Bueller doesn't feel like, okay, everything's on his shoulders, which, by the way, I don't think it's a bad thing if everything is on his shoulders. Walker Bueller's got something to prove because the last time he pitched in San Francisco. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Walker Bueller is arguably, you and I are having a conversation about this about a month ago, saying, you know, Scherzer or Bueller? Scherzer or Bueller? Really, the reality is you can use either one. They're both fantastic, unbelievable. If you are going to make a case for Bueller, you can make a, a case for Bueller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walker Bueller's probably worst month of baseball that he pitched um, this season was in September. No question. Okay. He came back his last two starts. He looked fantastic. When I say he's got a little something to prove, you can get the Dodgers off on, on a. He's only going to have so much control, but you can get him off on the right start. I don't think there's that much pressure because you got Julio tomorrow, but this dude can. In a game that I think is more important to win for the Giants, yeah. he could have the Giants backpedaling three hours into this series. I, I, I hear you, and, and I'm not saying that it's not a big game, and I'm not saying that there's not pressure. I think that Walker Bueller's bones as a Dodger are made. There's nothing left to prove. You, I want him to win. I How old you, is Walker Bueller? He's a kid still. He, I, I okay. don't know. I guess 26, something so, like that. So they'd be take. the equivalent of me saying Anthony Davis, he's already proved every. He's, no, he's already won a championship no, for no, the Lakers. It's, it's what it is. You it want one? Be, you want, you no, know. I want more than one. You you, you you understand what I'm getting at. He's 27 years old. He he didn't pitch in a world. For instance, Anthony mm-hmm. Davis played really well in a postseason series, and the Lakers won a championship. Walker Bueller has taken the ball in big games for multiple seasons and come through virtually every time. So what does that do? What does that do when you start looking at a player like that? All of a sudden, your expectations are yeah, it's a oh, Bueller no, the type of game. Expectations are sky high. But, but this is a Bueller type of game. Bueller gets to go game one into San Francisco mm-hmm. against the squad with the best record in Major League Baseball against your divisional rival. Um, this is his type of game. So For sure. I, I get what you're saying, that he's a made man, all that stuff, but he's also not 35. No, he's not 35, but I think there's this is, I think, a really good example. 
Clayton Kershaw going into the World Series last year had something to prove. Despite the fact that he had pitched, Clayton Kershaw has been the best pitcher in baseball over the last 10 years. Full stop, true. Okay, He was. But for Dodger fans and for Clayton Kershaw himself, there was a lot of, eh, yeah, yeah, sure. but of course. You, you go back to when he gave up those home runs to Juan Soto and Anthony Rendon. He said it in the clubhouse afterwards. You know, everything they say about me is true. He needed what happened last year to kind of say, oh, okay, we're done with that. And, and not only because he was a part of it, because he was an important part of it and pitched great. So we're, Walker Bueller got the done part of it way early in his career. He's he's good. I don't throw worry something, about him. I'm going to throw something to Greg here. Prove is definitely the wrong way of putting it. He doesn't have anything to prove. That part, you're right. Walker Bueller should not be walking in tonight thinking, I have something to prove mm-hmm. in game one against the San Francisco Giants. But he's also created these expectations. He's been so phenomenal. He's been so fantastic that if he doesn't pitch six innings and give up one or two runs, you'd have a little disappointment in Walker Bueller in game one. pitch poorly, but it wouldn't make me think of him differently as a great Dodger. Not at all. Yeah. But, that, but that's not – I'm not trying to – I'm not trying to rank him in a great Dodger. I'm talking about game one of this yeah, playoff. Yeah, he out. He pitched. You're poorly. playing against the San Francisco Giants. Walker Bueller, go to work. Yeah. This is what you do. I, I think you will. I really do. I, I, I'm I'm as bullish as him as I've been since those struggles. You know, just he showed up. He was ready to go. Those last couple starts helped as well. They did. And, yeah. and you know, I I still feel strongly about what I said that I would have because he just looked like he was gassed. Somehow he refilled the tank without skipping any time. Because he looked. Are you happy he had those starts now? Looking sure. back at yeah, it, yeah, I am. I am. I thought that he looked really good in those starts. All right, let's try a quick one here. Huntington Beach, Paul. Paul, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Paul? Hey, always good to talk to you guys. Yeah, Travis, I'm right there with you. I can actually breathe after uh, after Wednesday night, man. But like you were talking about, who's who is going to be the MVP? Right, they come out of this weekend or come out of tonight. I think for the entire postseason, it's he's kind of a, a product of his own success, and that is all of a sudden Jansen doesn't suck anymore. And he's positioned himself to be the closer again, for better or worse. And he was really good the other night. That makes all the difference in the world for these guys. He can't be mediocre Jansen anymore. That dude has got to continue to be that guy. If he is, the Dodgers are going to be just fine. And, and I think that, that makes all the difference in the world. If, they, if we get to a point where we've got to start juggling guys, now I know we've got Trinan and Knable and Kelly and all these other sort of guys, but we also know Dave Roberts is freaking stubborn. And he's going to keep rolling his dude out there, which has been cool. But if Jansen goes back to being mediocre Jansen, that's where we have a problem. Let's cross our fingers that doesn't happen. Here's another thing. You mentioned Will Smith. He got robbed of two shots the other night, two hits. It's coming. That dude's about to blow up. Yeah. I think, I think he's coming. He's coming big time, dude. I can't wait for the weekend. I freaking hate the gents, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paul. That's great. No, look, I don't know how we got here. But we've gotten to the point where Kenley, I'm, I'm really not sweating it. I, I'm really not. I, I, I never thought I would say that, but I said it to you yesterday. I said it when we were in the bar on Wednesday when he came in. I was like, oh, boy. and I said to my you buddy, were I'm thrash, like, by the way, at no. 4.30. You almost got kicked out of that bar. <laughs> I said, I'm not really sweating this. Mm-hmm. He's been so good. It wasn't for a week or even a month. He had, he had a bad two-week stretch. Do you think most Dodger fans feel the same way I, I, or no? I can I, only I, speak I, for myself. I could tell you, and Greg, I, th- I thought you put out a tweet when Kenley came in in the ninth inning um, and, and you can describe how you felt, but I will tell you that no question about it. You were nervous? There was definitely... It's so funny. There was definitely, especially when there's a runner at second play, I, uh, second base, I thought in my head, 
Someone's going to get a single here, or it's going to be a bloop. Like something will happen, and that run was going to. I, I want to get Greg's thoughts, but it's so funny you say that because literally the only part of that game where I was reasonably comfortable was when he was pitching in the ninth inning. There's the one part where Does I'm that like, "Sound odd?" Or I, you think most I, Dodger I, fans I'm okay are like with that? this? So I think it's it's crazy to say. I think that was the most comfortable yeah. I was also, but but the entire city was holding their breath because it was Kenley that was coming in in a tie game in a game that he he was not closing a game. No. It was tied, so yep. there was a little bit of nervousness going around the city. But but he I got a, actually he got great. a quick strikeout, yep. and even the hit that he gave up, sure, it wasn't barreled. Yeah, it wasn't. Was it? it was like all right, the, Mariano Rivera gave up hits, but they never hit the ball hard. When Soft you're worried contact. about when you're worried about Jansen is not when a he's not throwing strikes, which is terrible for everybody. But a lot of loud contact, like last year in the postseason, even the games that he did close. There are bullets flying all over the field. He's getting bailed out. This was clean. Yeah, give up a hit. Big deal. What'd you tweet before he came in? Or right when he came in? Didn't you tweet something I did. I tweeted something along the lines of the entire city of Los Angeles is holding their breath right now. And I I think that's an accurate... Right? Put it this way. The way you describe how you are comfortable... It doesn't. It's funny to be in that predicament, that situation. You bring up Kenley Jansen. I think that's a unique feeling to have. I, I would have called you a liar had you told me I was going to feel like that in July. I said you're on drugs. There's no way I'm ever going to feel comfortable with him, and I did. I don't know. We're getting ready for the dump that is coming up next. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. The dump coming up. Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Originally from Boston? (laughs) What do you mean? Ah. Just gotta just go ah at the end. It's fine. Yeah, that's actually that's a good way you, of describing it. You can it. just say, "Hey, I'm gonna go over and uh, grab a beer. You want to come with me?" Ah, <laughs> it takes that's it to a whole nother level. Born and raised, <laughs> absolutely. Across the street from Fenway. I one or two this weekend. They gonna get them both? They gonna get one? Uh, no, it will start on Monday. One 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 at Dodger Stadium. Scherzer on the mound. Uh, yeah. Can I can I say something? Yeah. This is gonna. I think they're gonna sweep them. I, I gonna, agree. I think they're going to sweep them. Okay. I, I, I ever all those well, numbers then, I've read. Then it's over. Uh, then it's done. I, I think they're going to win. Boom, 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 and just sitting there waiting for the Braves or the Brewers to come out of this. I'm not betting my car on it. Yeah. But like you've said, you've said it a hundred times. You've been on this. You really, despite the fact that they had to take the hard road to get here. Sure. They're set up better than anybody else. No, no one else in the you playoffs. You just had to get out of the wild card. You <laughs> yeah. just had to get out of the wild card. And even playing in a wild card game, 
you're still set up so perfect for these next three games. How can any team be set up that well coming off that wild card game the Dodgers are? No, they've got three all-star pitchers lined up to go in the first three games after having an all-star pitcher go in the wild card game. Okay, but let me say this. As you guys just say, they're gonna take they're gonna go win two in San Francisco. They'll come back here and I I appreciate the confidence. But here's the reality. We're going to go back to what we've been saying all year. San Francisco didn't win 107 games just to roll over in three straight games. So I, I think if you're tied 1-1 coming back to Dodger Stadium with Scherzer on the mound, you should feel good about yourself. But I also don't think this is going to be a short series. I, I don't I, – roll over is the wrong word. I, they're not going to do that. I just think that at some point, and I've been saying this for four months, so clearly I'm going down with the ship, at some point just being having better players – Having more options, more Cy Young Award winners, more MVPs, more All Stars, more everything sure. has to at some point bear fruit. But can it? can't it bear fruit in a three two or a three one sure series? For sure it can. But it's not. Let me try this one more time. It's not that they're a little bit better on paper. They're a lot better on paper. I know that that doesn't matter. I get that, but at, at, at on some level it does, doesn't it? That there, at some level, if I have a better player at almost every position, do I not have an advantage? Yeah, because you, they do. They do, and it's this is a team that has been here over and over and over again. They they understand what the experience is like to be in the postseason. Where a lot of these guys, there are some on the Giants, but I mean. Logan Webb has experience pitching in, a, in game one of, a, of an NLDS. No, he sure doesn't. But Walker Buehler does. Game two, you have Urias. Urias won the World Series last yeah. year. And he's going up against Kevin Gosman. What has Kevin Gosman done in the postseason? I don't think anything. I, I'm trying to think. Is there Yeah, a, on paper it doesn't look good. Is there <laughs> a single Dodger player that's inexperienced that we're getting ready to use in a regular basis? I mean, I guess you could put Corey Knable in that category, but... Other he, he than, was with he was with the Brewers. You're right. You're right. The, there's not one guy that you're going to run out there that not only has never I don't want to say never played in the, that hasn't gone deep into the playoffs and been a, a, an important part of it. Go, go around the horn. No, listen. You cannot. You know we've said this a number of different times all season long. Where are the holes? Where's the weakness? You want star power? You got it. You want Cy Young Award winners? You have it. You want Hall of Famers? You want guys that can play small ball? You want vets? You want youngsters? There's literally nothing they don't have. Now you got to put it together against the They Giants. have a left-handed bat off the bench or multiple left-handed bats on the, off the bench. They have right-handed bats off the bench. They have light, left-handed the relievers The most dangerous game right-handed relievers, you they had all. is behind you. Yes. Yeah, and, until you get in it's, another it's, elimination situation. But it's supposed to get easier from here, as crazy as that sounds, yeah. because that game was the biggest threat, and I'm sure every team in Major League Baseball wanted to see the Dodgers lose because every point you guys are making is exactly how they feel. I, am I alone in thinking yes. that there's going to be a moment where Albert Pujols hits a big home run at some point? That, I thought it was Wednesday. I I. I, in my bones, thought he was going to hit a home so run. So did Justin there. Turner. I, I really, true, and he just missed. But doesn't it feel like he's getting ready, Al, to to do that in a big moment? He'll have a big moment. Whether it's a home run or it's something else that he does, I think he'll have a big moment. All right, let's – you ready for the dump? Let's do it. Let's do the dump. I love this. J.R. Smith, that J.R. Smith, NBA J.R. Smith, is going to play in his first collegiate golf tournament this weekend. He's a member of the golf team at North Carolina A&T. I just love the fact that J.R. Smith, who was a straight-to-the-NBA guy out of high school, is like, you know what? 
Now that I've done all my areas to do in the NBA, I'm going to go play a little college golf. I love this story. I think he's still getting paid. <laughs> I think he's still got some money coming from the league. Um, you're right. It is cool. And there are certain athletes, there are certain guys that you could just look at and say, I get it too, J.R. Smith. He could swing a golf club. Yeah. Like they're just at, you know how smooth his jumper was? How effortless his jumper was? Doesn't he look like he could get up to the tee and drive one 240? Well, I've, I've actually seen him play a little golf. I did, a, I got, you know, you go in the rabbit hole and YouTube and everything when you find something that's interesting and you end up watching how videos. Is he? How is he? He's really good. Doesn't he just look He's smooth really whatever good. he does? Yeah, no. Can't he, you see him throwing a football and just throwing it on the money? He looks just like all right. a smooth play. Alan Sliwa, 2021. We discover that there is. You have all of your eligibility remaining. You can go back to San Diego State, and you okay. can play any sport you want to play, but you actually have to go out there and do it right now, 30 years old. So basketball, football seems like a bad idea. Where are you headed? I, I'm a little confused with the question. Like, I actually have to participate? Yes. Like, they're you depending have to on me? You're not just on the team. You're not just working. I'm bowling. Have, okay. I'll go bowling. Do they have a bowling team at State? They had a bowling class at State. <laughs> took a bowling class. Got a credit for Wait, that. How'd you do? Did you learn how to spin it, or are you still just going straight on? Spinning. Did, did you get a wrist thing? Did, uh, did you not hold get your a wrist thing over the blower? Yes, I did do that, <laughs> and definitely, definitely spun it. But here's my game. First game, pretty solid. By the second game, now you're questioning how many innings has this guy pitched. He looks like he's getting tired. Looks like his arm is going out. <laughs> did you get to drink while you were taking your bowling class? Class was like at 10 a.m. So no. Like that. That matters. shouldn't matter it's in college. Bowling. No, hundred percent. I'm gonna grab a. <laughs> let me grab a, a six pack here coming into class. It's a pitcher, Al. But, it's a pitcher. Or, or or bud in a bottle. Right. That's it. You bowling. You're gonna have a couple buds. That's a, that's how it goes. I I did not. I did not. Uh, not take advantage of my opportunity to drink at San Diego State. Did not do it bowling. Greg, you have to go back to school, but you, you're not just on the team. You have to participate. Where are you headed? Oh man, I wanted to say I was gonna go to oh, like ping roller pong. hockey, not hockey, not ping ice pong. hockey, yeah. like ping pong. roller hockey, ping pong. Yeah, I'll do ping pong. We might be able to do some ping pong. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna go with roller hockey just because I want to believe can that skate? I can still skate. Oh, he looks like he's. I used to. A okay. I was a good baller. at it. Okay. Now at 38, that's a whole different story, and I'd probably get destroyed. But <laughs> I'd go out hit? for it. <laughs> imagine 38 years old and getting hit as hard as somebody could getting hit you. Checked it seems like a bad idea. I'm, I'm laying like a really in bed like, no, I'm sorry, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> Taylor, what about you? Where are you headed? What, school? No, I'm what sport? A, a track and field, probably. I'm a runner. You're still going to run? Oh, yeah. Look, at he said he eats long, six hey, long in and out burgers, and he weighs 138 pounds. He can run. Taylor, long distance or short distance? Uh, middle distance, actually. Yeah. Quarter like, we're talking like 800 kind of thing? Yeah, or 400. I just pulled a hamstring. <laughs> Not happening. I'm going to join J.R. Smith on the golf team. No, no. Yeah, that's your spot. Nobody hits me. That's your spot. I can I get to go outside. That's I your spot. I can spend a little time. I can get a hot dog at the turn. <laughs> it's, your, it's, it's all wins at that point. Can all I right. change the billiards real fast? I just want to change Ooh, the billiards. Oh, good choice. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Good no, choice. I submitted late. your answer. I want to see Greg <sighs> going into the corner to dig out the puck and just some 22-year-old <laughs> who's all hopped up on NHL <laughs> dreams just or, wipe the boards with you. Or hustling people on the uh, in billiards. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather see that. That sounds pretty good, too. Uh, Kyrie Irving is choosing not to play at home. Uh, he's not going to be able to practice. He's not going to be able to play. He's still unvaccinated. New York City State has the uh, vaccination rule. California. Are there other players in the NBA, and it's just Kyrie that's the most high-profile high name? Well, Wiggins was in the boat, and he, he decided uh -huh. to get the vaccination. Was it Jonathan Isaac that was the other name Sounds that was right. out there? Sounds I don't know right. if anything changed there. Do you think he changes his mind? I mean, it's, this, is, this isn't even a vaccination conversation. This just, is a basketball. Yeah. He's the second-best player, arguably, on a team that has NBA Third. championship mm -hmm. aspirations, 
and he's choosing to not play or practice in a bunch of these games. You've heard KD say it, Harden, you know, that of course they want to see him on the floor. If let's put it this way, if we are if we start hitting regular season games and he's still not out there, now I got some real questions. Okay, let me just put this out there. The the rule is you need to be air quotes fully vaccinated, which means 2 weeks post yep. last shot. That's right. So he's already going to miss time if they hope if they open up at home. I don't know if they do or not, but even if he got it today, he's you have to wait a couple weeks. You have to get the second shot and wait a couple of weeks. That's four weeks. If it wasn't Kyrie, maybe I would say, no, I think he's 100% going to end up doing it because he could lose over $15 million. Um, I don't know, but I will tell you this. If he doesn't play, this changes the NBA completely. It changes sure the Eastern Conference. It, it changes the Eastern Conference to an extent, but it really what it does is it changes the Lakers' chances, according to Vegas, of what their odds, odds are to win an NBA championship. A photograph with Shoeless Joe Jackson's autograph sold for $1.47 million. It is the most expensive. How much? How much? $1.47 So just shy of a million and a half. Uh, the most expensive <laughs> autograph ever. And the reason it's so expensive? Is he doesn't sign things. He this is this is I'm not throwing shade. This is in the story. He was illiterate. He didn't know how to write his name. He didn't sign his name. His wife would sign all the documents for him and all these things as he went older in life. This is literally the only Joe Jackson autograph known to exist. Did you ever did you ever collect things? Baseball cards as a kid, yeah. Do you have a lot of baseball cards now? Uh, if you would ask me this question six months ago, the answer would have been I have all of my baseball cards from my kids. I got rid of them about six months ago. Okay, how? Okay. How? Yeah, they don't take them. I, I literally went on the internet and said, I have these, who wants them? And a guy showed up and said, I'll take them. And here, drive away with them. They're oh, yours. Wow. Okay, did yeah. you get... Because I, I think the baseball game and a lot of these cards, it's all of a sudden now they're big again. It's expensive again. It's. I did my due diligence. Okay. I, I went through and anything that had value, I pulled out and kept. But I had literally tens of thousands of baseball cards that were worthless. I'm always and I finally curious. Threw away. I'm always curious because you just say that sold for 1.4 whatever it was. And a half. I think we all have some of these, and we have no idea if there's any value to it. I'm saying like I don't know if a if an NBA card I have or rookie cards worth a hundred bucks or zero. I have Give no idea. I'll, I'll, I'll do the research. Yeah, I'm sure for you I'll will. make sure that sure you get you them. Will. People want the pod, Slee. ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Travis and Slee with Show. Catch all three hours Monday through Friday. All right, Major League Baseball playoff games coming up next on 7:10. Slee and I will be back with you on Monday. The Dodgers will be up 2-0. They'll split, or I don't even want to say the other thing. Travis Slee, 7:10, ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.